five minutes too. I know. I'm anxious. You got the hey. kids. <laughs> you got the kids right. in the shower? No, no. The kids uh, were five minutes from home. The dance went a little bit late. Hi, I'm Georgia's daughter, and like, yeah. Hi, Zara. <laughs> it's your uncle Steve. Zara, Hi. It's, it's your uncle Bruce, who you don't remember from a bazillion years ago. The one we left behind. <laughs> And it's your Uncle Les who's the coolest of the wall. You guys need to put me into the podcast. You're going into the shower in two minutes. Yeah, I know, but like, I still need to be in the podcast. Yeah, in the future, no. when you're 18 years old. Just before we get started, just to make sure we're all on the same page as we're listening to this, understand this is just four guys sitting around in a virtual living room having a chat because they're stuck in a snowstorm. It's not our professional selves. There's nothing here we're embarrassed about, but... There's going to be a little bit of swearing and just us being us. So let's just take it for what it is. From our world headquarters at 15 Sturgeon Crescent in Thompson, Manitoba, Canada, this is Snow Day, a podcast. We are four people that graduated together from Juniper Elementary School in Thompson, Manitoba. Growing up with largely the same values, time spread us across three provinces and stretched our perspectives. A snowstorm put us together for the first time in a decade. And as snow swirled outside, a little more conversation and some bourbon swirled inside. And soon we agreed it would be fun to do this more often. And thus, Snow Day, a podcast, was born. With Dr. George Alvarez. I think society does a lot of things to protect a lot of silly people and I think safety is one of them and I think we need to clean our gene pool a little bit. Steven DeGroot. You guys get a call from Revenue Canada. My name is Ditch and I live in Ottawa. Leslie Hansen. We just ran around like fucking animals all the time and did whatever and bashed our heads on things, spit on it and rubbed it a little bit. And me, Bruce Krentz. I wear a yellow high-vis coat all the time, which is probably a poor fashion choice. That might explain why I'm the one you left behind and you guys are all making it in the big city. <laughs> are you in the kitchen, Bruce? Yeah, I had... Are you up the, on that, like that, uh, that uh, nook there? Yeah. Over the kitchen? I had to move the world headquarters upstairs. Comments from producer Mike. He thought that we started off a little too generic last time in episode three with the all parents are crazy. Everybody knows that but then we got into some real gold later on in the podcast when we started to talk about our personal experiences. So hopefully pod number four follows in that same vein. From our world headquarters at 15 Sturgeon Crescent in Thompson, Manitoba, Canada, this is Snow Day, a podcast. We're kicking off the podcast this time around, boys, with the traveling man uh, and his traveling band, our world-class author, speaker, and leadership guru, Stevie D., from what I understand, you've covered all ends of the spectrum, all three time zones since we last talked to you. What you been up to? Keep it PG-13. Yeah, well, I just I just returned from being in Calgary with uh, George there. We had a great time. I flew out. I <laughs> ran into somebody, a friend of mine who came from Frankfurt. He's exhausted. He said he's working hard this week. He goes, where are you coming from? I said, uh, a martini party in Calgary. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I flew and I had a crazy couple of weeks just, just back from Calgary. I was there with George. I thought that maybe we'd be there uh, doing the podcast, uh, but we're, we're not. But it was uh, back in Winnipeg, uh, and I'm in Toronto in the next couple of days. Uh, yeah, just bouncing all over the place, but things are good. Things are good. Good to be here. I can remember. I wish we could have had you together to do it, but do you think it would have been a little awkward? 
just staring at each other, both talking on your phones? It would because I'm usually doing the podcast naked, so <laughs> it would have been a little bit weird. I, I thought you were naked most of the time you were there. It probably would have just been comfortable. PG-13, PG-13. Georgie, can you confirm any of that story? What you've been up to other than uh, entertaining this knucklehead? Yeah, I've been uh, working lots. Went right from work to uh, entertaining Steve for the weekend. Had a great time drinking a ridiculous amount of booze. Everybody thought it was insane to buy two 60s, uh, some vodka, some gin, but uh, we damn near polished off 120 ounces and then we went out and then we went out yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly went so so staying staying true to your roots when they said what would you do this it's like well this is a thompson party this is how we kick it off yeah yeah that's what you do uh lester you entertained steve too and uh watched the raps maybe not kick off their uh playoff run as well as you would have liked but what you've been up to man <laughs> I did actually. I did. Uh, I did manage to cross paths with Steve. I hosted him first year, I think, out in Toronto. I tried to put a dent in him for you, Georgie, before I sent him out west. But apparently, didn't <laughs> slow him down too much. <laughs> Steve actually. Uh, I'll, I'll go on record. I'll say Steve thinks he pulled one over on me while he was out here because if you remember on the last podcast, he he very clearly said, "Lester, I'm coming to Toronto, and I know I owe you dinner." And I said, yeah, that's right. You do owe me dinner. So he gets out here and he, he texts me. He's like, hey, are we going out for dinner tonight? I owe you a steak. And I said, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm meeting another colleague of mine who also actually owes me dinner. Uh, but come out and meet us. So Steve came out. He not buy me dinner, but uh, my business partner I, bought Steve dinner. <laughs> I rode the, so the business partner train. <laughs> you, you totally did. You totally glommed on to that. In fact, I remember at one point saying to you, yeah, yeah, Stitch is picking up the tab, so order a really expensive bottle of wine. And uh, you, you laughed and did. And I did. So did you I just want to put the record that even though we drank a tremendous amount that night, I remember that you did not buy me dinner, so you still owe me dinner. <laughs> I did not know. I paid for I paid for nothing but the cab home that we shared. Uh, which, which, which I... Which I, I'm not going to complain about. Because Titch yeah, just no, didn't buy go. dinner. He bought pre-drinks, dinner, after drinks, <laughs> a couple of Ubers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he called me He called me the next day and he said, Hey, what was the name of that bar we were at late last night? And I said, why? And he says, because I don't have my credit card. I'm pretty sure I must have left it there. <laughs> so oh, I know, tell I him, know tell him I've got it. <laughs> He picked up a tab for for the bar tab afterwards as well. So good, good on him. Yeah. He's a better friend than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh. Andy had no and so, and he had no and receipts so for the night because that, Steve I, took all those and uh, expensed them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my name exactly. is Titch. If you guys get a call from Revenue Canada, my name is Titch, and I live in Ottawa. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and just in case you're wondering what uh, the guy you left behind was up to while uh, everybody was back and forth across the country, down to Vegas, boys. Uh, spectacular hey, run nice. from nice. Mama Bear. And nice. uh, I don't think it was anything like the 260s or the night out that Steve doesn't remember with Les's business partner. Uh, but Celine Dion, after three thick whiskeys in the afternoon, was just gold. Absolute dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would advise you if you're going to go see Celine Dion to do, to do that to 
be in uh, Tie a couple on <laughs> ab- absolutely get to supper and think maybe a drink's not a great idea right now and by the time you get to the show magic boys just magic magic <laughs> Uh, Fremont Street didn't disappoint that. I should put that in the brochure. (laughs) Celine's tips for uh, mildly interested guests. Uh, And Fremont Street was the gong show you would expect. That is so 180 from Thompson. It's just hard to even describe from there. From there to Paint Lake is two ends of the earth, man. But uh, it was pretty fun. So. Uh, we did that one, and then Georgie, shout out to the Artie Parker Trojans. We had Badminton Zones here in Thompson, and the Trojans took the zone banner. So uh, just, ooh, just ooh, like back nice. in our day, yeah, very nice. Well done. Sending eight kids to Provincials, and uh, Murph's one of them, so we're down to Brandon next weekend. Going to be going to be pretty good. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. Well done. Well Thank you. Yeah, it was a fun weekend. Uh, topic Represent. at hand, you got to represent. Go Trojans, go. Uh, I don't know, insert joke here. I got the tomato timer. I'm putting 15 minutes on it, boys. It's clicking right now. The topic at hand today is safety, uh, help or a hindrance. And if uh, we haven't heard from George in a few seconds, but George, we're going to let you kick this one off. You kind of uh, called for it. And surprisingly, as a doctor who deals with MRSA, you're a First Nations gynecologist, uh, Dr. George Alvarez, <laughs> out, out at a hospital out west, uh, sometimes arguing against safety. Kick us off. What do you think? Are you for it or against it? Well, I'll start by telling the two stories that kind of pissed me off. One happened in winter and one happened very recently. I'm tobogganing uh, with my kids and uh, a woman, a complete stranger, comes up to me and in kind of a nice but serious way says, you know, kids can get hurt when they don't have helmets on. And the, my kids didn't have helmets on. I looked at her and I go, well, yeah, well, maybe I'll knock some sense into them. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> she, she gave me one of those, uh, wow, you're, you're a total prick look. Uh, but I ignored it. And then fast forward to a few weeks ago with soccer, because it's come up that my kid's not playing a bit more competitive, competitive soccer. The kids are walking... Uh, to shake hands and a couple of the mums you know are humming and hawing and they're looking at each other with furrowed brows and they're and they're saying you know they're considering uh, taking away shaking hands uh, because of uh, you know the mumps now I could not shut up so I turned to them and I go well do you do your kids have like uh, the, have they been vaccinated and they went well of course they have been I go well then you got nothing to fucking worry about and because uh, so that's where this whole safety thing came from, where people start making up stuff for the sake of doing it without no real thought of how it affects kids. So that's why I wanted to talk about safety. <laughs> I think you're right, yeah. and, and it's a pretty it's a pretty funny thing because I I feel like I've been on both sides of this a little bit. I ride my bike a lot. You guys know that. Uh, basically, a full time year round commuter, and in my other past life job uh, I did health promotion where we talked a lot about uh, bike helmets and bike safety and stuff like that and so I sort of got in the habit of wearing a bike helmet but when you do look into a lot of the research around bicycle helmets um, a they don't help you that much and I'm not saying that wearing a helmet's a bad idea I mean every little bit helps but really uh, mostly you're wearing a helmet to protect you from cars so if you're not driving with cars and you tip over on your bike most of the time you'll be fine Uh, and in addition to that by wearing a helmet, you sort of give the impression or the message that bike riding is a is an unsafe thing to do, and it almost chases people away from doing it. It, it adds another layer to it, and really, for what the amount of benefit you get from it, it probably chases more people away and puts up more barriers than it's worth. So, 
in that case, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure where I'm at on the bike helmets. I did have a, a hilarious incident, though, where a guy stopped me at uh, Shell one day and he said, can you believe all this stuff going on in Winnipeg and how can parents not wear their helmets? And, you know, they got a good example for kids and blah, 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 blah. About a week later, I'm riding and I have a big sort of like a cruiser, like an upright beach cruiser thing. And I wasn't wearing a helmet and he bumped into me and he goes, he just looked up at me and he said, we just talked about this. What the fuck? <laughs> Slammed his car door and drove away. <laughs> <laughs> did you have it? I, I just, I you was just headbutted him and said it would have been easier with I, the helmet on. I should have chased him down. All he was wearing was a toque. It was like, well, I suppose you kind of have a point. But <laughs> I mean, with that said, uh, I coach hockey and it's turned into the norm. When we were growing up, you wore a ball hat when you were coaching hockey. That was just, that was the cool thing. That's what everybody did. Now coaches all wear helmets. Um, mostly for the fact that kids are out of control a lot of the time and could knock you down and hitting your head on the ice really sucks. And I've got to the point where it's uncomfortable for me not to be wearing my helmet when I coach hockey. So I, I just argued, That's what, I yeah, just yeah, argued in circles we, on that you're wearing one. It a, you were wearing it when we went for drinks last week. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a hockey helmet. That's just because <laughs> Marnie makes them. Because she knows... <laughs> The helmet and the big mitts. <laughs> Do you put corks on all your forks so you don't stab out your eyeballs? You retard. <laughs> that was a crash helmet, not a hockey helmet. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that way, and I, I really think too that there's a, a business that's grown around doing safety for people at work, and lots of that to me just feels like paperwork and a racket that we've we've overdone it. And I don't know if you see that, Lester, at all. <laughs> You're mostly software tycoon in Toronto. There's there's probably not much danger other than. Your server's electrocuting you, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> you see any of that? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know where I'll, I'll chime in on this. I, uh, although I will say, Bruce, you remember when you were out in Toronto last summer, uh, I strongly advised you not to rent one of those Bixie bikes and ride across the city. <laughs> you did. Remember I, that? I had my heart set on it. It was one of the bucket list yeah, things for Toronto. Because yeah, because I told you, I think um, I'm a big believer that that cars and bikes in the city of Toronto have a terrible relationship, and it's just a, a horribly dangerous mix of uh, of good and bad. And I, I see accidents all the time. I see people getting knocked off their bikes all the time. And the helmet, I mean, you know, helmet. I'm sure it's you know better, but. Uh, you know, when when people are getting dragged under cars and their legs are broken and they're all bashed up and whatnot, you know, whether they're wearing a helmet or not, isn't going to save them. You know, there's a lot of a lot of injuries that happen, a lot of damage that occurs that's not just a head injury. So I think there's a lot of aspects of cycling that are kind of overlooked beyond the the helmet issue. But I think what's what what I find interesting is um, a couple of things. You know, when I was listening to George talk there. I think that I find it interesting in society now. Like we grew up, there was there was no safety when we were kids, right? We just ran around like fucking animals all the time and did whatever and bashed our heads on things. And our moms just you know spit on it and rubbed it a little bit and said you're going to be okay. We probably had you know we probably had two or three concussions each summer and we just didn't even know and nobody cared. But now there's such an incredible sensitivity to it and an overreaction to it that I find a lot of people are so wanting to sort of parrot what they've heard or what they've read about safety without really thinking about safety in general because look at all these parents who are so hyper about you know like George what you were saying oh I don't want my kids shaking hands with somebody else uh, but I'm going to put them in football and let them 
play a sport that's now proven to be just insanely dangerous to your head, whether you're wearing a helmet or not. Right? I'm going to make sure. But just don't let them shake hands at the end. Let let them bash the shit out of each other and don't shake hands at the end of the game. (laughs) Yeah. As long as they wear, as long as they wear their helmet while they're riding their bike, everything is fine. I'm going to let them do all these other ridiculously dangerous things that are that are not fine. And you know, just kind of cover my own ass to a certain degree. Uh, so I find that interesting in, in society. But I also find the uh, the concept of germ spreading interesting. What what George was saying, um, in that there's such a a racket and an obsession within, especially within the service industry. Like I always laugh when I go into a washroom at a restaurant, and there's always that. Especially when you're down in the states, there's always that sign. That says wash employees hands. must wash hands before returning to work. Like that is going to make me as a patron feel any better about the cleanliness of the washer. Oh, wow. fuck! This place is filthy. I can see you know grime and shit everywhere. But well, at least I know that the the waiter washed his hands after he took a dump. Like you know, I, so I, I feel perfectly I feel perfectly safe now. There's no germs in this place. So. There, there was no sign like this reminding the employees at Taco Bell, I'm not going back there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, I don't know. I, do, I think that there's like a ridiculous, um, like like almost built into society, there's like a need to feel safe. And therefore, on the business front, a lot of businesses feel from a PR standpoint, we have to look like everything we do is safe even though there's so many other aspects that are just not safe and it's a it's a big fucking waste of time yeah so that's the, I, I think I side with George most of it is fucking nonsense <laughs> wash your hands yeah <laughs> vaccinate your kids vaccinate your kids yeah, well, no, that's, yeah I just wanted to highlight that like that's what I wanted to say to that woman is you know don't be a crazy Jenny McCarthy and t- and you know claim that vaccinations cause autism and every bad spectrum disorder yeah. maybe vaccinate your kids rather than be worried about the sportsman-like aspect of shaking hands versus not. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That's another perfect example, George, of what I was saying. Like, you've got a parent who's going to get all anal and insist, I don't want my kid shaking another kid's hand. But then their kid is going to go to elementary school and walk around and touch all the lockers and touch all the, the basketballs in the gym and touch every other surface where germs are exchange it's ridiculous the little narrow vision that people focus with when they're trying yeah to and they're shaking they're shaking safe. hands they're not open mouth kissing at the end of the game <laughs> like you know there's a there's a big yeah. difference there's a big difference they've been bumping and grinding already during the game sweating falling down right you know like there's yeah. a lot of contact if you think about it yeah. there's a lot of contact in every sport right and yeah. if, if we draw the line at shaking the hand at the end of the game is a bit ridiculous over the top it's it is amazing the strange respect you get i wear a yellow high-vis coat all the time which is probably a poor fashion choice that might explain why i'm the one you left behind and you guys are all making it in the big city <laughs> well uh, someone had to say it i'm glad it was you someone had to say Did you it. there could be a long conversation about cause and effect there bruce i don't know <laughs> I think so. We'll pencil that in for episode 15, the one that I can't make. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you do get a it, an interesting, uh, it's just a social experiment when you wear that around because people instantly think that you're, I mean, obviously doing construction or, or road work or something like that where you're outside and in harm's way all the time. They don't expect that. I mean, I'm so soft. I type for a living. Yeah, hammer, I can't hammer like, a nail. I can't. Hey, Bruce, maybe they feel safer just having you around in that jacket. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> 
like, hey, there's somebody else nerdier than me that's going to get picked on. This is, this is fantastic. <laughs> I feel great. I feel I feel safe in myself. Uh, you know, I, I you know something. I'm you know my my whole thing is like, I think it's gone too far. Like you know, seatbelts do save lives. There's stats that say that. But I mean, our parents didn't really think about that when we were like sleeping up in the back under the window, right on the trip. Everyone was stuffed. And and I don't know what was more dangerous, not wearing a seatbelt or becoming dehydrated like a friggin' apricot uh, for four hours in the sun, right? Uh, you know, like, that yeah. was probably way more dangerous than not wearing a seatbelt. And, and and you know, even you know, sometimes it's it's about policy and procedure too, right? I mean, there's there's a unless you said it, there's the cover your ass aspect, right? That we just did that what we're supposed to do. I remember working in the summer at Inco. It makes sense when you're underground, 2,700 feet. You got to wear a CSA-approved hard hat. But we were doing this, we were doing this project out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> there was nothing above us. It was blue freaking sky, and we had to wear our hard hats for like 16 hours in plus 35 degree weather. And I'm like, I was pushing. I'm like. Why are we with, well, something may drop from the sky. I'm like, bullshit. You're just saying that because you're going to lose points if your team is not wearing their safety gear. A lanyard? Yeah. I am I am three and a half feet above the fucking ground here. Why do I need to have this lanyard attached to the rope? Like, it gets, it gets, like, it gets so ridiculous where it doesn't only, because there's two things, it disrupts productivity in many cases, which I know there's a balance there. Anybody in the union, sorry, not the one to piss you off. <laughs> However, the other thing it interrupts is is like when we're talking about kids and stuff, it disrupts relationships. Like it's like, okay, for safety reasons, we shouldn't connect anymore. You know, we should just stay separate and not connect. That's the biggest issue I have around safety, right? It, it turns out that there's the safety gear, the safety people have a really strong lobby. They've, they've convinced the world they're, yeah, well, they're, they're like the big, milk people. It is big business, though. Well, it is big business. Like, it is literally, it is massive business, right? But we got to find that line between when is this really, like, is this a utility? Is this like a functional, real safety thing? Or has this been blown out of proportion, right? Yeah. No. It's like yoga pants. Do we, do we, did we really need to make yoga pants? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I vote yes. Uh, yes, yes. Pick another example, Jordan. Yeah, what, yeah. what, what oh, else yeah, you yeah. No, yeah, some, yeah. About 10% of chicks look good in yoga pants. The other 90, they look like a mushroom blew up in their ass. Like, it's not a good, <laughs> not a good look. It's a mushroom cloud. The, the, the timer just went off, George, and I'm going to save you from our target audience because <laughs> the way to get out of a hole isn't to keep digging. That's that's 15 minutes, boys. Uh, safety, help or a hindrance? Uh, I think maybe we're back in old Manville. We're all around hindrance, although uh, in the case of crash helmets, when my wife sends me out drinking, I'm saying it's a help. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lester, yeah. help or hindrance? And uh, what do you got coming up this week? I think uh, in general, I'm going to vote uh, nonsensical hindrance because most of it is bullshit. If you want your kids to be safe, teach them to be safe. Don't just fucking strap a helmet on and not teach them how to obey traffic signals. Or tell them, you know, make them wear a seatbelt, but don't tell them that they shouldn't text while they're driving when they're 16 years old. <laughs> so, there's, how's that for my grumpy old man comment? That was, that was fabulous. Of the week. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was. Wow. Yeah. So... Yeah, this week I am uh, I am back in TO. I spent a wonderful week on the beach in the Dominican Republic last week. 
and I'm back in Tio where the weather is miserable and raining, and I hate life already. And uh, I don't know, Steve. Steve, did you say you're coming back out this way this week? Yeah, I, it's, it's a quick turnaround. I'm busy the whole 20 hours, but I'm back two weeks okay. uh, two weeks from now, and I'll buy uh, I'll buy you dinner as long as your business partner's in town. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you, you you knew where I was going with that then, yeah. So I'm oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, so in May, yeah. <laughs> definitely in May, we're having dinner. Stevie D, leadership <laughs> guru, and the guy that's got to buy supper. Uh, what's coming up, man? Uh, you know, well, yeah, I'll add whether it's a help or a hindrance. I agree with Lester. I think, you know, we got to use common sense and, and just if there's a rational explanation for why we should wear something, it makes sense. But when it just becomes, you know, for safety period as a rule without questioning it, that's ridiculous. Teach people how to be safe. That's the thing. Um, you know, so I'm still leaning towards hindrance. Uh, and there are sometimes like I would agree when you go home drunk on your bike in Thompson, I want you wearing a helmet too because I like having you around. That just makes sense. That just appreciate makes sense. Appreciate that. Just that. Makes and, good and, sense. Makes and good my sense. yellow coat. You know, and your yellow coat. Well, we have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but uh, this week I'm uh, I'm in five cities in uh, five days. Uh, I'm doing lots of awesome stuff with uh, in Manitoba. Heading out to Toronto, just do what I do, right? Education, leadership stuff, and uh, hanging out. Had a great weekend with George. Looking forward to seeing Lester uh, again, and yeah, just do what I do. Preaching uh, the good spreading word, spreading the love. Hallelujah, spreading brother. The love. Preaching the good word. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Georgie, safety, uh, helper, hindrance. You don't want kids staring each other down in the handshake line. You want them to actually touch. Yeah, I think uh, obviously where it makes sense to everybody, no one's going to disagree. I think society does a lot of things to protect a lot of silly people, and I think safety is one of them, and I think we need to clean our gene pool a little bit, so we get rid of a lot of measures, we can become a smarter nation. We need to cull the herd. Yeah, exactly. That's why lions attack the sick, the old, and the maimed. Uh, you got to get rid of those people. They don't, you don't want that uh, gene pool. Yeah. Uh, and this week, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing a presentation later on the week. I'm playing some squash. I go back to work Friday, and I'm um, living the dream. Uh, and me, the one they left behind, actually run down to Brandon, like I mentioned off the top there, uh, taking some kids down to Brandon for Edmonton Provincials. For some people from around here, we've been on the road a lot, so it's going to be nice to be just uh, kind of hanging around and doing our thing here. Hopefully the ice goes off the lake and we start doing some paint lake living. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it, boys. Want to do it again in a couple weeks? All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, Sounds absolutely. Good me. Super. Great chat with you. Thanks for talk. letting me vent about my safety, guys. We don't, Be safe, everybody. We don't like it as much. Keep it safe. Keep it safe, everyone. Wrap it up. Hey, yeah, we're going to vent. Be safe out there. Be safe out there. It's sad. All right. Yeah. See you, boys. Condoms. <laughs> see you. <laughs> I love it. Want to add your perspective or have story ideas? Tweet at us. We are at Snow Day Pod.